Hey everyone, this is the Bumcast. I am your host, HBIC, the head bum in charge, along with Baloney and the Southside Bum. And I'm just going to give every one of our listeners a warning right now. This might be the most disorganized shit show of the podcast you've heard before because we are recording this right now during the USA-Mexico match as well as the Mayweather-Paul boxing pay-per-view going on at the moment. So um, Peter might just start shouting and screaming and swearing during the middle of I'm already talking. I'm biting my nails. I'm sweating. I'm yelling at everything I see, whether it's a TV screen, my phone, this microphone. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to be a mess. For those that don't know, I am a gigantic United States men's national team fan. I thought my two week old son named Landon, named after Landon Donovan, would bring us good luck. That hasn't been the case. I might have to rename him. I'm thinking maybe Jordan or something (laughs) after, uh, you know, MJ, because Landon so far two weeks in isn't cutting it <laughs> yeah so just warning out there we might get a little lost in our thoughts we might have some swear words some oh my god some cheers it's some it's commands. gonna be quite it's gonna be quite the shit show of uh of the podcast so that being said we're gonna kick it off with some headlines here um later on we have a very pretty cool segment we're gonna do called build your own band um we tweeted it out earlier this uh on sunday we got a lot of good feedback on there from people who want to pick their own music fest build their own music festival kind of kind of situation here but first we're going to start with um the big news that happened on sunday and that was julio jones being traded from the falcons to the titans and he got moved for basically a number two pick there i think there was a fourth in the in the sixth thrown in there too but going to the titans for a number two pick and I mean, good for good for the Titans, but I'm I'm actually surprised that he went for a number two pick because just based on his injury history, you know, I know they wanted a one. I thought maybe he would go for a three and a four, but they got a Atlanta got a two for him. I think that's the best that you could have probably hoped for in that scenario. Yeah, so he's 32 years old. He's been injured. I mean, so often everybody that owns him in fantasy football knows that you can't rely on it, rely on him for a full season. But when he's on, he's on. And I tweeted you guys when the trade happened. A two is pretty good for Atlanta, but it's also not bad for the Titans. I I said every NFL team should have been trading for Julio Jones at that point. Um, mm-hmm. um, I guess good for the Titans. I think that makes their team immediately better. Um, I was looking at, obviously, the rumors were Seattle for a while. Um, I'm sure Aaron Rodgers was sitting in Green Bay thinking, like, what the fuck, man? He could have used them. Uh, A team like uh, Baltimore, I thought, should have been going after him hard because it seems like Lamar Jackson just needs a couple more weapons. And I know he can't stay healthy for long. I'm talking about Julio, but... Julio Jones with Lamar Jackson would have been an immediate impact. And, and I mean, I could go, the list could go on and on, like realistically, every team's better with Julio. So I thought it was good for the Titans and I guess good for Atlanta too. But I thought for sure there was going to be more teams like gunning for him. Yeah. And I think right now when you have Julio, a quote asterisk healthy Julio with AJ Brown, Derrick Henry, I think that AFC is now a two-team race between the Titans and the Chiefs. 
Yeah. I, I mean, that they might Titans have probably one of the, if everyone stays healthy, the best offenses. That just depends if, the, if they're still going to run the offense through Derrick Henry or sling it out more. They had John U. Smith, but he, he's gone. I, for, I forgot where he went to, but, he, you know, they don't have the big, the big boy tight end anymore. But you got Julio, you got A.J. Brown, you got Corey Davis, you got Derrick Henry. I mean, that's, that's a potent offense right there. And I think you're going to see, Titans and Chiefs in the AFC Championship this year. Well, yeah, so, I think good. Mike Ra- Mike Rabel is a great coach, and like you said, they should stick to what got him there and still run it with Derrick Henry. But imagine that play action where Derrick's running, basically shoving it down your throat for a whole drive, and then you bust out play action with AJ Brown and Julio Jones on each side of the field. Like that's just so deadly right now. So yeah, Jason, you're right. They immediately got into the AFC championship, like contenders, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think this is probably the first time in Julio's career that he's going to be seeing single coverage because you double up Julio, you're going to have big boy, AJ Brown, just catching 30 yard bombs in the sideline. It's, it's going to be going to be quite the uh, spectacle. So good for them. Yep. Um, all right. Second headline I got here for you guys. Over the weekend, um, actually on Thursday, the NHL lottery, draft lottery happened. Um, Blackhawks had some slim hope for a top pick, but they ended up with number 11. I don't know much about hockey drafts, but as with football, I feel like that's kind of football. Well, I guess I can't say Justin Fields was 11. So yeah, don't, don't say anything <laughs> bad about 11s, man. Yeah. Let's not, let's not shit on 11 then I guess. Okay. Yay. Blackhawks got 11. So no, they, got, realistically, the, they got their like next said, Justin Fields. Yeah. Realistically, it's just a big wet fart noise, right? Like we were hoping for them to move up in the lottery and um, them get lucky basically, but it seems like they're in no man's land. They're not a good team. They don't have a high draft pick. Um, we still don't have any confidence in both Stan Bowman or Jeremy Colleton. So we're just more the same for the Blackhawks. And I feel bad. We, we expect Jonathan Taves to be back and they're kind of wasting Patrick Kane's prime. It's just tough, man. There's no, there's no hope basically. Johnny, you good. Johnny, I saw guys. him watching. Yeah, I just they just hit one off the post, and I I was talking while that happened, and I just saw Johnny's eyes lit up, and I'm this is gonna be a shit. Show. And for the viewers or, or the listeners as well too, who can't really see what's going on, I, I'm like in a twenty minute lag or something like that because I'm getting I, I'm getting like the I see Peter's reaction or anybody else, and I just get it like seven seconds later. Yeah, about the Hawks. Um, 11's, I, I think 11 is not that bad. You can always get something out, out of that. Uh, you know, they're not 30, they're not, you know, 28, obviously, you know, they started off, you know, um, very unexpectedly pretty good. And all of a sudden they just started, you know, twirling down towards the end, but, um, I don't know. We'll see, but yeah, I, I agree with, with you guys. I just don't have any hope with, with Bowman. I think that's just something that they really desperately ch- need to change, but obviously because he got promoted and all that, not, nothing's going to change. So uh, we shall see. We shall see. I got another headline for you here and we'll keep it in the uh, soccer realm here. Cause score is currently tied one-to-one Mexico and USA. Um, so a lot of speculation over the past year was that 
uh, Messi was going to be leaving Barcelona after his current contract expired. But now there's talk that he's going to remain there for two years, but with a condition that he'll go to um, Miami, play a little stateside action. Um, happened when I was pretty much on my bender for I'm a vacation this league. So I didn't get to go too much into the details, but Peter, you got some details on, on that one for me. Yeah. So it's not, it's not official, but two very verified, like they're verified sources on Twitter and I, I soccer followers or people that I follow that I trust both saying that the deal is that um, Barcelona would sign Messi as a four year deal, but basically they'd be split in the four years with um, my, so for, for those that don't know the Miami franchise and major league soccer is owned by David Beckham and he would split two years at Barca and then two years in Miami. And the deal is that Barca would turn into like a sister club for Miami, kind of how um, Manchester city is the sister club of New York city FC or whatever. So it's the great deal for the MLS and obviously great deal for David Beckham. He's been wheeling and dealing since he got there, kind of almost breaking the rules of MLS. He got fined a bunch for basically doing backhanded deals and stuff under the table, but he doesn't give a fuck. He just wants a contender and he wants to make money. And obviously Messi in the MLS, whether it's two years from now, he's going to be a little bit more obviously older and washed up, but it doesn't matter. Messi in the MLS is big for the MLS. So yes. I think it's a good deal. The, the bigger thing, I was shocked that Barcelona was able to afford him. Um, Jason, we had talked, they're in dire financial straits. And um, I know for a fact that like they were loaning, they were asking for loans from states like United States and Chinese banks, basically to cover player salaries and stuff like that. It's crazy, but it seems like they're trying to write the ship and obviously they can make money with Messi. So he's staying. Yeah. But like I told you before, I feel like, Barcelona right now is kind of like, you know, the, how the Yankees were for a time where they just had all the aging, you know, superstars. They they were good but never won anything when it came playoff time or anything like that. They, you know, they, they had their, those. Yeah, they had their they run. Had their they peak. they sit yeah. they sit at top of the table, you know, most of most of the season, and then when it comes to win it, they just they get beat. When they go they go into Champions League, they're bumped after the after the group stage. It's they just they need like a whole new youth well, they, movement yeah. on that team. So they need a youth movement. That, I mean, basically how they got their start as like this big franchise that we know is that all these guys from the, the academy came in together. The Xavi's, the Iniesta's, the Messi's, the PK's, Puyol's. They all came together, started when they were really young and kind of built Barcelona to what they are. The problem with these super clubs in European soccer is once you get a taste of the, the success, you can't rebuild. You, you Financially, you can't be bad. It literally, like you can't have a failing franchise. You can't have two losing seasons. You go in the financial ruin. So it's kind of they're in a, they're in a, a, a Chinese finger trap where like they can't get out of. They keep buying players instead of, instead of um, promoting their youth teams. And they're kind of in quicksand, basically. So it's interesting. Yeah. Well, isn't was it that's kind of like similar to what AC Milan was going through? They had like yeah. some financial troubles, like a, you know, a couple, well, maybe like a decade ago or something like that. Or yeah, they had, were they were just going through some issues and and all that. So yeah, it, it's it's not like you know we're 
you know, just, just how you said it, you know, w- once you start like losing all of a sudden you start, you know, hurting even more. And uh, it, I, I will say this, um, it will be very surreal to see Messi without that Barcelona Jersey. Once yeah. that transfer or transfer, whatever it, that goes into play. Um, like I, I never thought that I would see David Beckham going to the MLS and some other the top notch uh, players that, you know, in their latter career, uh, days of their career went to the MLS, but Messi's cause Messi's a little bit different. Messi was, I mean, he's, he's, you know, other than, you know, also Ronaldo too. I mean, Messi's probably one of the greatest soccer players I have ever seen growing up. So um, very, very going to be surreal just to see when he does go into the MLS, but very exciting for the MLS as well too. Yep. All right. And I got one uh, final headline for you guys. And um, in the, in the wrestling world, WWE made a whole bunch of cuts. Some of their top guys, Braun Strowman, Aleister Black, uh, Lana, um, Buddy Murphy, and a couple of the ones I can't remember off the top of my head here. Um, but they, it, it that's you can debate if whether some of those cuts are are warranted or not because they've been doing a lot since since like March. But the funny thing was is there was a report that came out right after the cuts that uh, Marvel is trying to transition itself to be like, or I'm sorry, WWE is trying to transition themselves to be like the next Marvel mega media company and if if anyone's watched some wwe product lately maybe besides smackdown which is kind of semi-decent they're not even close to dc level in in their production in, in their entertainment values i mean they're below suicide squad in justice league in my opinion and that, that, that may be being too generous for what wwe product is right now right now image comics <laughs> yeah so yeah. i think they have a long way to go if they want to consider being on marvel's level which kind of just hits it on all cylinders every time they release something new but i don't know i whatever they're trying to do it i don't i don't get it it doesn't make sense to me well I, when i saw that quote it just made me laugh you know it was some sort of you know corporate stooge or you know like office level guy saying to the business world yeah we want to be like marvel and you know we want to tie in all these different things and i i tweeted it out these guys can't get three cohesive hours of television going like their raw programming right now is so disjointed there's no flow to it they shouldn't even be in the same they shouldn't even utter marvel's name uh, let alone try to get themselves compared to it and it's crazy like so basically, Alistair Black got cut. They were they were doing vignettes up until that last week, re-debuting him and kind of pushing him like week in and week out. And he finally debuted or re-debuted and he attacked uh, Big E. And then they cut him. So now what is Big E going to do for the next two months? Because they, they had that storyline set. It's like they can't get one storyline right let alone a whole Marvel universe of storylines. So it was just crazy. Um, basically, the cuts, the, the more shocking part of the cut was Braun Strowman. I thought for sure he was going to be a WWE lifer. He's, he's, got, he's basically what WWE looks for in a wrestler. You know, he's got the You're size. Big, and, strong, and the, fast. The, the, yeah. And that was the shocking um, cut. And I don't know. Realistically, I think 
if he he's looking to do more of the Hollywood movie type of things, but there's money to be made if he wants to go to New Japan. New Japan loves the big foreign wrestlers, whether it was Andre the Giant back in the day, and then like Brock Lesnar went there for a while. Hulk Hogan has been there. Braun Strowman in New Japan could really make something special, but it's a matter of if Braun Strowman wants to go there or not. So yeah, um, everybody else. We talked about it before. I'm worried that e, uh, AEW is going to turn into the late 90s WCW. So you really have to pick and choose all from all of these cuts. Um, I think Andrade just debuted this week. He's awesome. I really think he could do um, really good things with AEW. So they just have to pick and choose. For for the women, the, the one that stood out was Ruby Riot. Ruby Riot could wrestle. She doesn't have the looks. And obviously in WWE looks makes a, it's a big part of the package, but she could wrestle with anyone in the world in the women's division. Yeah. So I think right away, AEW has got to scoop her up. Yep. And probably Lana yeah, will go in there too and be with Miro. That's a good, yeah, that's a good yeah, point. If any, yeah. If it's, yeah. If it's anything right now, the, the AEW does need to bolster up their women's division for sure. All right, we're going to wrap up some headlines here. It looks like at the moment we're heading into halftime at the for the Mexico-USA game, uh, 1-1. So we should have some uninterrupted, drama-free podcasts I know, now for I can, the next, now I can next, focus. next, next We got minutes. 15 minutes. We, we got we to gotta power through some stuff in 15 minutes. All right, so here we go. We're going to talk some Bears real quick. Um, Bears had uh, voluntary OTAs. The defense did not show up. I don't know if that's anything to worry about. I mean, you guys kind of regressed. You got a new defensive coordinator. Maybe you show up. I don't know if they're trying to send a statement or or what. Um, and then sixth-round wide receiver, rookie wide receiver, uh, Daz Newsom, uh, tore, or broke his collarbone. So that's pretty much like a good two-month injury right there. He'll He's probably going to miss all of training camp, maybe first – couple games of the first couple of preseason games. Um, hopefully he, you know, I don't know if he's his roster spots in jeopardy already, but no, uh, no. yeah, I mean, usually, especially with wide receivers on that team and the bears, there's such a crapshoot. I mean, you got, you still have whims and Anthony Miller on the team. So might as well just keep on, keep Daz Newsome around and see what he's got. Um, guys, thoughts about bears this week with uh defense skipping out yeah so that was the, i think that's a bigger story um i know we talked about it pre-show or in, via text um it just obviously they're voluntary workouts and if you don't have you don't have to be there if you don't want to be there but shonda say is a new head or defensive coordinator and for from what everybody reads everybody loves him on the team but that's tough for him like you have voluntary workouts, nobody shows up. And it seems like it was like a coordinated effort. The defense as a whole decided that voluntary workouts wasn't a big thing. And it's tough because they have a tough schedule next year. They, like you said, Vic Fangio is gone. It's now Sean Desai's job. And it just seems like they defense has like a different agenda. And I don't know if it's a shot on Matt Nagy more than anything, or because but, Pace got rid of Fuller. Yeah, you know, and that's another and there, thing. And, and like, there was a I talks know, about Hicks being Akeem traded. Hicks. Akeem Hicks is beloved in that locker room, and they were shopping him around, and they got rid of Fuller. So 
I don't know if that was more, yeah, obviously not even that big of a silent protest, but it's a protest and uh, that they're unhappy, but long story short, it doesn't matter. Like, obviously we need the defense to be competent, but we've talked about it forever. We need this offense to step up and that's who I'm looking at. So hopefully by the time spring train or training camp rolls around, it's, the focus is on Justin Fields and the offense and them developing and, and the defense will be there. They're not going to be the defensive old. I think they'll take a step back, but realistically we just need them to be middle of the road. Yeah. My biggest thing is one you have, I guess like we said, the new defensive coordinator, who knows how much of the scheme is actually going to change terminology, whatever. But one of my biggest things about this is you have an extra game now with not an extra buy. Okay. They limited the fourth preseason game, but none of the guys play fourth preseason anyway. So you have 17 games. Maybe you put a little more work into your conditioning to make sure you don't, you guys don't blow out ACLs and pecs and knees and shit, you know, week six, week seven. I mean, I don't know how hard they would actually go in OTAs, but I feel like, taking a step back from being in pads or anything like that is a, is a negative when you have an extra game this season. Yeah, that's a good point. And maybe we're just looking too much into it. We're talking bears and it's freaking June 6th, you know? So it's like, maybe we're reading too much into it, but it just stood out. That headline stood out of like, Oh, nobody on the defense showed up. It's just not a good look. Johnny thoughts. I mean, it's, I mean, it's voluntary. I mean, I, you know, I I mean, I I don't see too much of a big blow it, but um, another thing I, you know, you know, we were waiting for it. It still hasn't happened is these cuts. I don't know if this has anything to do with that. That's playing into, you know, the defense not showing up, but um, I don't know if that's something to look at too, is the reason why none of these guys were at the, uh, the workouts here, but I don't see it a big deal. Um, you know, I'm more focused on the offense right now. Obviously, you know, defense, you know, you still have some, you know, good core players, but obviously they are going to regress a little bit. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't see anything as far as, um, you know, being too, um, looking too much into this. So, um, I'm just, uh, I'm just glad that <laughs> that we got Justin Fields and he's, he's doing what he's doing. So, and shout out to him for wearing out one of the Blackhawks had one of these, uh, uh, games that he was at that's a great mention johnny he was at i don't even know what was he like at a baseball game or a softball game yeah i think it was his a bro- college, it was college. Game? yeah yeah, yeah i think it was like his brother's game. college baseball game and he got a blackhawks guy on maybe he doesn't know obviously he's he's trying to support but like like we said jeremy callahan and stan bowman <laughs> woof all right um so that's all the bears talk we got what we do just going to do a quick um, Sox Cubs recap here because it's quite an interesting week here. Um, Sox, you know, after nice week of taking two out of three of the Cardinals and in in sweeping the Orioles, they lost, you know, two of three against the Indians, which is never good to gain, give ground on your division opponent. And then they took um, four out of three against, I'm sorry, three out of three four out of against four. the, yes. Hold on, I got some. <laughs> I ha- I'm I'm looking at stats right now. The and stupid ass commercials play. 
uh, in my headphones while I'm trying to you gotta go premium, to myself my and read numbers ad like, free. Oh my, yeah. I speaking I, of which, speaking of which, we need to go ad free for everything. If anybody's looking sponsorship for the Chicago Sports Bones <laughs> to pay some of these bills, I just got my our Zoom bill and stuff. So any small business, obviously I, I run a small business, but besides me, any other small business, restaurant, mom and pop shop, some Miller Lite, big business, Hooters, anyone who wants to support us to pay for Jason's uh, ads and, and our Zoom bill, <laughs> hook it up. We'll talk later. Okay. So I got, I got the stupid auto ads done here. So they Sox beat the Tigers three out of four games. Um, very good. The Cubs have been on a tear, even though they lost you know, three out of four against the Giants, but they swept the Padres. They took two or three against the Rebs, swept the Pirates. They've been, Cubs have been really pretty good lately, um, especially when you sweep the Padres. But for the Sox talk, I, there's a couple points I want to get into. One is today on Sunday, Sox win, and then now LaRusa is the second winningest all-time manager in MLB history at like some 2,700 wins. Um so yay, good for him, you know, even though probably like eight percent came with the whites came eight seven. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the exact percentage was that came with the white socks, but it wasn't a lot. <laughs> I mean, no, if Hawk Harrelson is firing you, um, yeah, it wasn't as many as it obviously with Oakland and and St. Louis. But yeah, I mean, obviously it's a it's a personal achievement, but it's still a great achievement because he's been a good coach for so long. Um, that being said, I'm still not saying he's a great coach for us, but I will give credit where credit is due. What do we got right now? It's the second best record in the AL. Yeah. And we're only like, like a half like, game behind Tampa Bay and like fourth best overall. So like we t- talk a lot of third best overall. I'm looking at it right now. Um, we talk a lot of shit about Tony, but this team's playing good. The team's rolling. There's a lot of good. There's more good than bad. And we like to nitpick like a motherfucker, but I will compliment them. Um, they're rolling, so they're it's good. All good things, I think. No, Jason? Yeah, no. I thought, <laughs> I thought Johnny was going to jump in here. I was waiting. For, he looked like he was ready to step up in. Well, I mean... Come on, man. I mean, everybody always bashes him and stuff like that. And, you know, it is a good accomplishment. I mean, Ozzy was saying good things about them. You see, you know, the players were hugging him and all that. I know maybe that's just a standard thing, but, you know, um, that that is a big accomplishment. I don't even know. I can't remember the guys who, who's in first place right now with the wins. That's a long ass time for it was like 3,700 wins. Oh, or, I or think, three, yeah, hold on, second all time. Connie Mack is first with literally almost a, a thousand more wins. What I didn't know, Connie yeah. Mack, he was the owner of a team too, so he was like the owner and coach of a team. And it was back in, I, I don't know, maybe I won't talk bad about Connie Mack, I don't know, know enough about him, but I do know that he was owner and coach for a long time. Yeah, it's I mean, it's a good accomplishment. You know, it just, you know, kudos to him. I'm glad, you know, they won. Yeah. Look at that head. <laughs> that's, he's, a, that's a great picture. He's love, part, of, he's part of the crew, man. Do, he's part of the kids. crew. So speaking of which, those how about, how about, those, how about welcome back Ingle? Huh? Yeah, that, that, was, well, yeah, that was my center field. That was my next uh, point. So Billy Hamilton goes on the on the DL with a oblique strain. They call up Adam Ingle and third inning or whatever it was he already's robbing home runs like adam t ingle 
the T stands for thievery. <laughs> you you got to admit that was that's good to see. So now I think they're they're you know their defense in the outfield is going to take a big step up. I don't know if Adam Eaton should be playing every day still because he's regressed pretty pretty hard here. Yeah, um, I, he's struggling, man. And I know yeah. he's been playing a lot. I mean, all these guys have been playing a lot because of injuries and stuff like that. But it's not bad, or I, I wouldn't call it bad to see him take a couple of days off for and ca- trying to get right because it looks like he's he's lost at the plate right now. Right. No, he's he's definitely not the same he was when he started the season. Um, but the the more depressing news was that gentlemen, it looks like RIP to the Cup Anacondas. We were at the game on Saturday and security was coming down hard on people trying to start the, the cup stakes. You people were walking around collecting them, you know, trying to be incognito and shit. And security was like right there, like just like they must have had like the camera on them just pointing out like the fans like Johnny. Johnny's shaking. <laughs> well, no, no, because no, he's he's right. I mean, we there was this guy that was coming around and collecting cups and the, the people were giving him the cups. They, he took one of Jason's cup and um, Jason, he, was you trying to build, he was trying to build it up. And all of a sudden here comes one of the security guys is like, Oh, so he put the cups down and you know, they're like, what are you doing? And all of a sudden they took his cups away. So he went back to his seat. He tried to do it again. And they all like, came swarming in like bees trying to go after this one like guy SWAT, it's like SWAT members like it. yeah yeah it, it was like SWAT yeah um so yeah they they are definitely cracking down hard but yeah Jason it just uh yeah I don't I don't think they're gonna start uh doing any of that stuff again yeah no it's they had security going up and down the steps posted by the by the you know uh rail whatever you want to call it just like looking up waiting for fans it was, I swear they had like a, the camera pointed on section 163 and they were just radioing in the ear, like 163 row 14 C3. Like, and these guys are, team. yeah, these guys are, you know what it reminded me of? It, it, re- it reminded me of that Seinfeld episode when uncle Leo was stealing books. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Like, this is like, you got other things to worry about. And they're all worried about this damn cops building up. It just, that's how it, it it's like, it's funny, but you know, I, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I will say, so J- Jason, you mentioned that you guys have been to a couple games. Um, what was it like two weeks ago? And now this week and then Barcelona, uh, White Sox, Dave and Barcelona radio or Chicago, Barcelona, Chicago talked about it, how the bleachers in the White Sox stadium is turning into the bleacher bums in Wrigley field where everyone's having fun. It's kind of getting rowdy and they're doing the cup snakes and stuff like that. And I keep tweeting it out. It's great to see, man. It's great to see people having fun. And we haven't seen that on the South side of Chicago quite literally for more than a decade. And obviously the, the, the whole cup snake thing sucks. And I like, it's the fun police. People are are, are are shutting down before it gets fun. But everything about summer in the south side of Chicago right now with the White Sox is awesome. I can't wait for 
just summer and fall and people are having fun and these guys are winning games and it, it's just good vibes, man. Positive vibes all around. So I will say this. It wasn't Saturday's game wasn't as rowdy as it has been. I think probably because it was 90 degrees and people were baking and it oh. probably didn't have a lot of energy to even do anything. <laughs> um, there were, I was, yeah. Yeah, oh there were there were a lot of lot of fans out there without the shirts on, so it was definitely some Wrigley bleacher vibes on there. Um, the the rally wave did get going. Um, oh, wait, so hold was... on, let's talk about this for a second. I know it went crazy. You tweeted out it went like four or five times around the stadium before it stopped and stuff like that. And and they tried to do it a couple of nights before you guys. Can we stop with the wave? Or are you guys pro wave? I, I don't like the way, but I just participate in it. And just like, whatever, it's it's stupid, but I'll yeah, do you it. Got, you got up when the wave came. To- <laughs> I did. Oh, you got up chasing James, you <laughs> motherfucker. I'm so anti-wave in baseball games. If it's if it's like soccer games or I don't know why. It makes no sense at all. But I want baseball fans, especially I, I want us to be focused on the game, especially at that Hold point. On. Hold on. Why? This is something I, I don't get. It's been like a tradition to, to do the wave at sporting events. Why are you why are you against it? It makes no I just said it makes no sense. I was just talking about the fun police with the cup snakes. Maybe it's because I don't know how to swim and it, I don't like the wave. Ever think of that? I don't oh. know. It really honestly. It now that I'm thinking about it, I'm just I'm I'm a hypocrite. I'm con- contradicting myself that like I'm I'm policing the wave basically when I don't want the cup snakes and the fun to be policed. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't like it. I don't like it yeah. in baseball games. I feel like we should be focused on the game. There was there was when I did see the wave going by on, on Saturday, there was one guy that was an older guy that was yelling, just like everybody just sit down. <laughs> like he was just going absolutely nuts. Well, shout it. out the 108 guys. They sell flags that say wave sucks. They they're anti-wave too. And I don't know what their reasoning is are. And I, maybe I don't have a good reason for it, but I know there's but, there's yeah, a, it's there's a large contingent of, of no wave. Well, if you take away our cup snakes and cup anacondas, it's only going to have, we're going to have That's the wave true. left, you know? So I, I, hopefully it doesn't get too much harsher over there, but they cracked down hard on say they were even tossing fans who were collecting. It's, it's getting bad. Um, oh, oh. And what, one other thing, uh, sex listeners out there, if you get a home run ball, Please do not throw it back on the field. That's don't a great throw it because you will get kicked out. Great it job, took a guys. minute for a fan to get kicked out. We don't do that. We we I tweeted it out. We we've talked about it. Stop doing that. We don't do that on the south side. Yeah, I timed it after the guy threw it back. It was it was less than a minute before security was down there and tossed him. So, yeah, don't do that. PSA. Um, on the Cubs side, wait, looks wait, like they've... one last one last thing on yeah. the socks because I wanted to mention it because. Jason, you mentioned it early in the season, and so did I. We were really harsh on Liam Hendricks to start the year. That guy's been nails for yes. what seems to be a month straight now. He's pitching every game, even if it's a doubleheader. He's shutting people down left and right. So I just want to give kudos 
and a Mia Kupa to um, Liam Hendricks because he's been fucking awesome. And he had some quotes with uh, with Rizzo as well. Well, yeah. So, yeah. So he he's got a little bit of Southside chip on his shoulder, which I like. He got mad that now and we'll transition to the Cubs talk. But now that the Cubs are doing a lot better and kind of shocking people and how good they've been. He know Liam noticed that the media has transitioned back up to the north side and he got a little chip on the shoulder saying like, hey, we've been good for a long time. We want to focus on us. And then Rizzo came back and kind of talked about how um, they play in a national monument or whatever kind of quote he said. And that, like, obviously, they're the, the franchise in Chicago. What I wanted to mention was I like this. I like this from Liam and I like this chip on his shoulder from the White Sox in general and the Cubs, too. I, I think the Cubs have are the Cubs are playing with house money. And they weren't expecting to do, be doing what they what they're doing. And I tweeted or I Instagrammed it. It's Baseball City USA right now. Like there, there's fun to be had. There's winning games on both sides of town. It's just good all around. But I liked that Liam kind of brought that out there. Yeah, and we're gonna have to get one of uh, the cousins to come back on and talk some Cubs because apparently this Pat Patrick Wisdom kid who's played like 10 games so far 11 games you know he's already uh cranked out seven homers batting he's he's the new mercedes except he's slugging home runs he's a new um, benzo thank you yeah he knew benzo sorry batting 412 slugging a thousand like yeah only 34 at bats and he's already got uh seven home runs and 10 rbis so we'll have to get some of the cubs are the cubs uh analysts and color commentators on the next edition of the bum cast because we got to yeah, see I think, what what their take is on this guy and if the cubs are now gonna be buyers now at a trade deadline i think um uh, cousin john is long overdue for a visit um he's watching these games closely and i'm sure he has a lot to say about this cubs team and good for them what I will say, yeah, like you said, I wanted to bring up Patrick William or Patrick Wisdom and then Matt Duffy and all these guys that are kind of coming out of nowhere. I feel like this Cubs team is like a, you know, like the old N64 or maybe like Super Nintendo baseball games where they didn't have the rights to actual Major League Baseball games <laughs> and they just have random names. <laughs> like, who the fuck is Patrick Wisdom? But, 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 but they're producing. So good for them. And like we said, we, we, we got to get um, um, a Cubs fan back. on. Yeah. We'll board. try to do that for next, next podcast to have some Cubs talk. Cause that seems pretty crazy that this kid just came out of nowhere after getting called up and he's already belting out home run after home run. Um, okay. So just for some reference here, we got uh, the Mayweather Paul fight is starting as we speak right now the intros are being announced so depending on how long this fight goes we might have some quick anal you know analysts after um analysis sorry um after the after the after the podcast but we'll, we'll see what, how long the fight goes but on to the main event of the evening which we've been hyping up on our social medias for the weekend um we are going to build your own music festival battle of the bands so to speak here we got some really good feedback on this. So if you haven't seen it, we tweeted out a picture of a list of pretty much every band you could possibly imagine from like 
the 60s, 70s. It was a rock and roll. It's definitely like a rock and roll based list. But I saw it on Twitter. I tweeted it to you guys first. And then immediately we thought like this should be a segment on the podcast because I was interested in your answers. But by far, it got the most engagement by anything we've ever done on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that. So we thank you for um, replying back and kind of quote tweeting it and posting it. And it's been kind of all over the place. So yeah, we're going to build our own music festivals. And Jason, you got our Twitter. Um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to read the Twitters. You can read the Instagram and then we're going to give uh yeah. Cause we, we told people you, you, uh, you sent out the list. We'll, we'll read your list live on the, on the air here. Um, and then we'll, we'll go, with our list, and I think when we do our list, we can the, the last we'll break one will be like your headline would be your headliner. You yeah, wanna, so I got my say? list like as how I would stage an actual yeah. show. So okay, yeah, I got good. the headliners good. first opening act and stuff like that. Okay, cool. So and for the people who quote this, is these aren't in any particular order. So I'm just gonna read out. I'm gonna fly through these. Um, not gonna name names because that's just gonna you know take forever to go through. But we got. Um, Metallica, Chili Peppers, Guns N' Roses, Black Sabbath, Queen. That's a good one. Um, ACDC, Green Day, Queen, Foo Fighters, Tenacious D. Uh, Tool, Led Zeppelin, Chili Peppers, Rage Against the Machine, Nine Inch Nails. Uh, Smashing Pumpkins, Radiohead, Beatles, Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin. Uh, we get Queen, Rush, Aerosmith, The Who, Sam, uh, Van Halen, the made a note pre Sammy. So he wants, yeah. he wants and, David Lee Roth, Van Halen, which is always a, a great good selection. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. You got to make sure you get, you know, David Lee on there. Um, we got the Beatles, REM queen, ACDC, Aerosmith. We got the clash slayer misfits, ACDC Ramones. We got Beatles, misfits, dream theater, Nirvana killers. Um, and then I think we had Beatles, Lincoln park, queen, blink one, eight, two and green day as one. Peter, what do you got for Insta? All right. So I got, so I got, uh, all right, my Facebook one's up first and then I'll go to the Instagram, but the Facebook one, um, shout out Dave wall. He, uh, he's got ACDC, the clash queen, the Rolling Stones and Van Halen, which, um, I, I immediately I'm like, Oh, that's a pretty, pretty hefty lineup. And then for Instagram, um, shout out all of our Instagram followers. We've been trying to build up the Instagram and, um, We've got a small fan base, but a very loyal fan base. We've been we've been getting pretty good uh, comments on everything. First one, shout out McNally. Um, he's got The Killers, Oasis, U2, Pearl Jam, and Queen. And he also made a comment that David, or I mean, Tom Petty should be on this list. And I couldn't agree more. I agree. Um, the next one is our, our cousin G. Uh, shout out Gris. She's got Bon Jovi, U2, Coldplay, Offspring, and The Beatles. She said, in no particular order, but I've been hearing lots of music right now in Riviera Maya. She's on vacation. She's posted quite literally a hundred pictures of her vacation. <laughs> I almost didn't want to read her comment because I'm jealous and that's it. Just plain jealousy. But I did because she commented on it. And thank you. Uh, the original Mr. Joey P, uh, a fellow sports bum, a uh, uh, commenter and 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 out, of, and out of the podcast metallica nirvana queen guns and roses acdc he said too damn close to call um we got um our buddy chris king um he he posted p 
Pink Floyd, Black Sabbath, but only self-titled and paranoid albums, Led Zeppelin, The Strokes, and Sonic Youth, which I like that he had a bunch of old bands and then tossed in uh, Sonic Youth from the 90s and The Strokes. I thought that was a really good balanced lineup. And then give me one second because now I got to switch from my personal Instagram to um, our sports bum Instagram. But we got, oh, yes, Bob Pants. Bob, God damn it, Bob Pants. Um, he mentioned HBIC better read these. The Beatles and Stones on adjacent stages, Queen, Foo Fighters, Zeppelin, and finally Coldplay, Coldplay for Baloney. I don't know what that meant, Bob Pants. Obviously, I know there's like that on-running joke on, uh, I don't know, even a 40-year-old virgin that, you know how I know you're gay, that like you like Coldplay or whatever. I, I think that's what he's insinuating from this. Bob Pants, I didn't do anything bad to you. I like you. I listen to your podcast like all the time. And I know, obviously, wait, I do know what I did. I just keep commenting on whenever the White Sox beat the Detroit. So fair business. Fair, fair point. Um, Christy Business. Christy Business. Queen, The Killers, The Strokes, The Beatles, The Ramones. Blink-182 doesn't make the cut because they stink live. And also, why is Evanensis on this list? I didn't make the list, man. <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah, this ain't the bum list. And then finally... Jason's significant other. Shout out uh, Sarah. In no particular order. The Beatles, no surprise. Zeppelin, Foo Fighters, Nirvana, Oasis. So thank you everybody that posted. This is by far like our biggest like turnout for things and stuff like that. Johnny, you got something? Yeah, just one more. Uh, Damien uh, yes. hit me up directly. Okay. Yeah, he, uh, he had Radiohead, Beatles, The Cure, uh, Pumpkins, and uh, Pink Floyd. Dude, Damien is the biggest radio Radiohead I know. Uh, yes, Radiohead fan. I know. Um, I like Radiohead a lot too, but like we said, this list is deep. And now, if you guys want to get into your guys' lineup, um, there, yeah. this was tough, man. This was basically Sophie's choice for me. There was a lot of different ways I could go about it. Oh, hold on. Before I forget, my wife also commented, and I don't want to. I don't <laughs> oh, want to yeah, forget Julie. Forget the- oh. This was right down. Uh, this is right down our wheelhouse. For anybody that doesn't know, we love going to music. We love going to concerts, um, music festivals, anything like that. Um, so her four, her five. Obviously, um, she's a huge Killers fan. She's got the Killers, Guns N' Roses, Queen, Coldplay, and U2, which I don't mind. All right, since my show, I'm running. I'm going first. No, no, kudos for anyone else today um all right i'm gonna open with bridge against the machine i feel like you gotta you gotta go hard when you start off you gotta get the the fans going um i've been wanting to see them for a while covid postponed them twice hopefully they won't break up by next year when i get to go see them (laughs) next july come on stay together for you know give me one more year um then i can go see go finally see some rage against the machine live i think so you get the you get them going. You get the crowd pumping. Next thing you know, you, you go with ACDC. You know, get some classics in there. Get some back in black. You know, get just love me some ACDC. Then I'm slowing it down a little bit. I'm going with Queen. You know, get some Bohemian Rhapsody in there. Just you got Freddie Mercury just getting that crowd. You know, just just moving and then just feeling yeah. feeling good about everything. Um, and then I'm just going to go if 
you want to close out a concert? I'm going to go classics. I'm going to go Led Zeppelin, and then I'm going to close it out with the Stones. I'm surprised no one picked the Rolling Stones on our, on our list, but that's you, a great you, list. Yeah, you know, Jason, you got that's you a great got list. A, Stones are legendary. They know how to put on a show. They're going to go through the. <laughs> I don't know their entire catalog or what, but it might be a 17 hour concert, but uh, I think you got to close out with the stones. That's like, I mean, Jason, you, you, I'm very impressed, Jason. Thank you. Uh, out, of, uh, out of the three of us, I, I would consider Johnny the, the music bum, if you will. Um, but Jason, your list was fucking good. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I, w- right. I would go to that concert. All right. So Peter, you can go next. All right. So, I know I may get flack for this, and I know out of this list was deep, man. It was so fucking good, and it was tough. I ended up going doing like five different ways I could do this list, but if I'm building my music festival, I just took it literally. I want to get as many people in the door as possible. So it's not my personal list, which I did. I didn't pick anybody I didn't know or I didn't want, like want. But I just wanted to build a festival that I think everybody would love. So the first one, I thought opening act, my wife loves them. I love them. I think the perfect opening act for this type of festival is the Killers. Uh, The Killers is a wide range range of audience. Young people, old people, people our age and stuff like that, like the Killers. Second, second, same thing, Foo Fighters. I've seen the Foo Fighters live a couple of times, and I really like them. And then I start going with the old school so i got the killers foo fighters and then i just i i said it i've said it before i've never seen them live i thought this champions league almost ruined the possibility of us seeing them live because they were at the same place at the same time for the first time in forever it's oasis i think the oasis reunion i would pay i would quite literally play my child's tuition for college tuition to go see them. I need to see them live before I die. I would do anything to see them live. So I got Killers, Foo Fighters, Oasis, and then a band I've never seen live. And I'm worried I might never see live. Um, for Obviously, we've talked about this in previous podcasts. I'm a huge Tom Petty fan. Julie was eight months pregnant at the time with our first child when Tom Petty came to Wrigley Field. And we had to choose between should we go to the concert or not we didn't because she was so pregnant and then he passed away maybe a month later and it was like one of the biggest regrets of my life obviously i'm happy we had our first child but i will always remember me not being able to see tom petty and it's the same way with the rolling stones i i think time's ticking and i might never see the rolling stones live so if i'm building my fantasy concert i want to see the rolling stones and then finally the headliner, Jason, I was shocked you had him in the third hole. I think it has to be Queen. I think Queen has to end the night. Um, they've just got, the, I mean, between just Freddie Mercury, Mercury as lead singer and just their catalog of songs, that's the way you end this type of show. So I'm excited. I love this. Uh, obviously, I'm building my own music festival, Baloney Palooza, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> but I love it. Uh, Johnny, what do I- you got? Johnny, close us out with this. Well, I didn't know that we were doing uh, opening act, middle act, and closing act, but now that <laughs> I'm, you know, we're I guess we're I guess we're doing this. Um, I I'm gonna start off with the Beatles, uh, because they're they're more of like the bubblegum pop, you know, slow type of music, you know, just to get the the crowd start going. 
Um, I, I, then I have Foo Fighters. Um, I love the Foo Fighters. Um, you <laughs> Hold on. Got to, Time got to I love it. that you have the Beatles opening for Foo Fighters. <laughs> I love it. Continue. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't, I can't close them out. Like it just, you know, I love it. It is, you know, Hey, this is my concert. So, uh, third one, uh, is Oasis. I'm a big Oasis fan as well, too. Um, if you've never seen, I, I I actually told this to Chris as well, too. I had him, I told him, and I don't know if he's, he's watched this familiar to millions. There was a concert out in Wembley. Yep. I'd involve in Oasis. So I really love them. I hope, you know, same thing too. If they, they come, I'm definitely going to buy a ticket. Um, I have queen going forth. Uh, I love Freddie Mercury. Uh, all you younger viewers or people who've seen the movie Bohemian or Rhapsody. If you've never seen live aid and you, you see, you have 20 minutes in your time, go on YouTube, check it out. He had control of that crowd like you wouldn't believe. I mean, it it was it was awesome. Um, and last but not least, it's it's one it's my all time favorite band of all time. It it it's Led Zeppelin. Um, I'm a huge Led Zeppelin fan. Their catalog is it's ridiculous. I mean, obviously the the one of the main things that everybody listens is always Stairway to Heaven. It's it's been overplayed, but um. I mean, I, I'm a big Led Zeppelin fan, and I, I would put them. At, you know, they got everything. You know, soft, hard, hard rock. It, it just everything about them. Um, I do have some other stuff here too that you know, kind of like an honorable mention. Uh, I'm a big Van Halen fan. I do love the Strokes, yeah. um, and Kiss. Kiss is another one that you know, for for all the older generation who were painting their, you know. Uh, their faces, uh, a la Uncle Paul, Uncle Peppy, Uncle Tony, uh, when they were kids growing up, and you know, putting their their uh, garbage cans and all that, and playing music in the band. That was a big band. So uh, Kiss was that de- definitely there too. And somebody that was not on the list that uh, I'm surprised it, um, they weren't on there uh, that I regret not seeing is uh, Stone Temple Pilots. Oh yeah, Scott Weiland. Shout out Scott Weiland. He was fucking awesome. Uh, yeah, my honorable mentions was same thing. Van Halen. I think Van Halen. Uh, I've seen Gundam Roses and they put on an awesome live show. And then um, U2. I, I know U2 is hit or miss and, and people love to hate them and stuff like that. But their live show is awesome. I've seen them twice and I can't I, I mean, I can't say good things about their live show. So shout out. I'm, surpri- uh, I'm surprised because you went to those concerts that you, you didn't have. They're the best. The sh- quite literally, they're probably the best shows I've ever been to, both of them. Um, but I, like, I've never seen Oasis and I've never seen the Rolling Stones. And I, that's what I told Julie. Julie said the same thing. She's like, I can't believe you didn't put you two on your list. And she paid, I mean, f- she got me front row tickets to you two for she's like, what who would I spend all that money for? And obviously she's joking <laughs> and stuff like that. But I'm like, on your list. I've never seen, yeah, they're not on my list, but I've never seen the Stones, Queen, or Oasis. So, like, this is Baloney Palooza. Yeah. This, uh, this was very tough, very yeah, tough for sure. Because I, I do, I am a Stones fan. I, I love the Stones. Painted Black is one of my one of my all time favorites. Um, I mean, the other list, Nirvana. I'm a huge Nirvana fan. Radiohead, yeah. Coldplay as well too. Um, it, it, uh, 
Jason, you mentioned ACDC as well, too. Rage. I mean, I, I'm such a big fan of like all these bands, and it's hard to pick a top five. But I'm glad we, we went through this because it's it's based upon the festival that you're putting on and what you, you know where where you're gonna bring it and bring in the people. So yeah, uh, very nice list, very, very challenging. And my honorable mention would real quick, I would probably put Metallica and Black Sabbath as my honorable yeah, mentions. That's another one. Yeah. Too. Yeah, Black Sabbath, yeah. You can't I feel like you can't have a fest without Ozzy. All right. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna Put it to a vote for the people, and we're gonna, you know, put our uh, our lineups together and let yeah. the people vote on which which concert you would buy a ticket for. I'm gonna make a graphic, and then I'll I'll order I'll put them in order: opener, middle, and then headliner. Yeah, and then we'll see who wins. See who wants to go to our concerts. It's gonna be right. Jason Jason Coachella, Baloney Palooza, <laughs> or Bonnaroo Johnny. Or I mean, yeah, those we'll names get- stunk right now. I'll, I'll I'll think of better names. We'll get better names. Um, before we close the podcast with what a bum, I just want to say we forgot to mention this last podcast. We took the we took the vote to the people, and it looks like the people have spoken. And cousin Javi is allowed back on the Bears bandwagon, much to the chagrin of the bums. Yeah. But congratulations, we are, going to, we are Javi. going to give cousin Javi a, a second chance at Bear fandom. He's on he's on probationary period. You know he's already got a couple strikes against him. You know we this isn't. Uh, this isn't, you know, up for debate, you know, it's three strikes you're out. So he's got, he's got a chance to redeem himself. So let's hope he does. But now we're going to close out the podcast with uh, our, what a bum segment. And Peter, we will let you start off. Who is your, what a bum oh my for God. the week? I have a, I had quite literally five different ways we could go with this. I wanted a, what a bum, the white Sox PR staff again. Then I wanted a, what a bum, um, the United States men's national team coach. Um, but later or uh, earlier today, I was watching the U S women's open in golf. Um, my bum of the week is NBC. NBC went away from the U S women's o- open coverage after they had tweeted out, we are going to stick with this until the final. Um, for those that don't know, they went into overtime basically, or, or um, a playoff between two players and it was on regular NBC. And after the second hole of the playoff where they were both still tied, they, without any like heads up or anything, they went to us gymnastics, which I, I mean, no offense to us gymnastics. I'm sure just as many people watch us gymnastics as, as women's golf. But just no heads up with quite possibly the biggest champion. It's the biggest women's championship in in the United States. They just changed it. Like we missed the drives. We missed. I missed the approach because I just didn't know what was going on. They they went off with they changed it to Golf Channel. Um, And we've talked about it before, like representation matters. And they put all this money into women's golf saying like, yeah, we're going to promote it. We're going to do that. And in the biggest championship of, of the year, they just, they just swapped it. So, I mean, my bum of the week is NBC sports with a bullet. Nice. Yeah. That kind of sucks. Johnny. That being said, that being said, if this podcast was recording in another 30 minutes, I'm still watching this game and, it might be somebody completely different by the end, by this morning. Yes, exactly what I'm saying. 
my, my bub on the week right now might be Zach Steffen's ACL because it seems like he just blew out his ACL. The United States men's goalie, um, he got hurt. So I don't know. Sorry. Continue. Johnny, what you got? Um, yeah, I don't, I didn't know, uh, where you were going to, uh, Peter was going to go with the Sox. Uh, he was, he was going to say about the, about the bum of the week, but, um, this whole uh, city connect Jersey and all that, um, the, the White Sox organization, I don't know if it's just MLB as a whole, uh, the White Sox or, um, Nike as well too, but they're, at a certain point, I think they're going to stop uh, selling these jerseys uh, when this has been such a high demand. Uh, Jason, uh, me and Jason, for all the viewers, uh, we went to the Sox game yesterday and uh, we got there at 11 o'clock uh, to get in there when the gates open. Jason ran up to the uh, Sports Depot, got his TA jersey, and when he went in there, the line to get into the depot was through it was around the concourse i mean people were lined up to get this jersey um I, personally I, i'm i'm not a too much of a big fan of it but i know a lot of people are um and it's selling like hotcakes i mean it's it's they're it's probably one of the biggest sellers to, uh right now and they're not going to even sell any more of it or you have to like if people are out of town you can't order it online you have to get it through the store like what are you doing? Like you guys are making money, like both Nike and the White Sox. I don't understand why they're not selling this a lot more. Like you're making money. Like, why would you just stop doing it? Uh, it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I don't know who's in charge of any of this stuff, but somebody needs to rethink this and start putting these out again. Cause it's, it's definitely one of their number one sellers right now. Yeah, it was, it, that line was insane to get to the jerseys yesterday. I, I was, they sold out of like the medium Tim Anderson's right before I was my turn to select. So a lot of people are getting disappointed. Um, but if Nike doesn't want to go for with them again, it's kind of a big miss on their part. It's a moneymaker right there. Um, all right. I'm going to close out the podcast. My what a bum isn't a person. It's pollen. Fuck you, pollen. <laughs> you have ruined my vacation. I was off all this week and I was miserable. It was, it was, it was not fun. I didn't get to enjoy my vacation because I couldn't breathe, couldn't sleep, just bleh. And so pollen, go fuck yourself. You're my bum of the week. Mother nature in general, that bitch. Yeah. Always gets you. Also, I, as before we wrap it up here, I'm watching the Mayweather Paul fight on my phone. The size difference between these two is crazy. It's like David and Goliath, just a height and weight difference between how much taller and bigger Logan Paul is over yeah. Mayweather. And, and I'm not and he, watching. I'm not watching because I'm watching the, the soccer. But from what everything Twitter's saying is that like Logan Paul just can't. I mean, he he's not good right now, right? Well, he just tried to he just bull rushed Mayweather to end the first round and Mayweather just had his gloves up. And but it's if he wanted to win this fight, he could probably just keep on bull rushing Mayweather and eventually just unless he's going to just punch himself out. But yeah, there's a big size difference. But Mayweather's still doing what he does best, and that's just duck and dodge. And you know, but it's it's a huge size difference. It's if Logan Paul wins, I'm not going to be surprised just because of the sure 30 pound weight difference and the size difference. But we'll see. Hopefully, Mayweather wins, knocks knocks this guy out. Um, but all right, we'll post the results for the Battle of the Bands. Thank you guys for listening. 
We will catch you guys later. Make sure to subscribe to us on Twitter and Instagram. And hopefully Baloney won't have a heart attack with the Mexico-USA game, and he'll be around for the next podcast. So I don't know, man. I mean, we got what? All right, we got 25 minutes left. It's 1-1. They might go into extra time. Hopefully not, but. Yeah, I got to focus. End this podcast. All right. Good night, Javi. Good night, Javi. Go USA.